0: Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast, where we have conversations that help people turn their adversity into their advantage. Welcome to another episode of Playing Injured. I am super energized about this episode. Uh, My guest is all the way in the UK, five hours ahead, uh, Dr. Sarah Taylor. Uh, She's the founder and, and director of ThriveWise. So, Sarah, I appreciate you coming
1: on. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. So you have a lot going on in your life. Obviously, we're in a wild time. So we'd love to give um, you the opportunity to kind of share uh, who you are today, what you do and what you have going on these days.
1: Cool. yeah. So, gosh, where to start? Um, You're right. There is a lot going on for us all. I think these days, of course. Um, (laughs) For me personally, it's been around juggling lots of different things, I suppose. So um, as you say, I run my own business ThriveWise, which I can share a little bit more about later. Um, I also work part-time as an internal consultant for a local authority, which is fab. I'm doing leadership work and, and coaching as well. I have a toddler who's just two and a half. So yeah, she certainly keeps me busy. And I'm also 20 weeks pregnant and just found out we're having another little girl. So really delighted about that. And yeah, it's 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 a lot sometimes. So a big part of what I do for myself and, and for my clients is to find ways to kind of, you know, keep my energy topped up, keep focused on kind of what matters to me so that it feels like a variety of things rather than feeling overwhelmed so that has been a lifetime's work I think being able to yeah. kind of reduce that sense of overwhelm um, and actually just kind of embrace in a way that yeah life is busy for most of us and, and it ain't getting any simpler anytime soon it ain't, so. it, ain't
0: <laughs> it ain't it ain't but tell me tell me this the work you you do with Thrive Wise right you do you talk about a lot of energy management versus time management. Talk a little bit more about what you do with with ThriveWise and, and kind of the work that you've done this year and how you talk about this in adventure. I, I love to hear more about it and, and tell the tell the folks more about it
1: yeah sure so so it is something that is very true for me that starting my own business because it's quite new I've been going kind of just over a year and a half Um, I often say that my business model is adventure Um, I definitely don't have like a five-year plan or a 10-year plan and I'm sure if there's business people out there listening they're probably thinking oh my goodness but actually um, this works for me and meeting new people connections collaborations seeing where things go Um, so my kind of is being really clear on what my personal values are, how I want to serve in this world and how I want to show up um, and what actually happens as a result of that, um, I'm kind of open to. Um, That probably sounds a little bit airy-fairy, so I'll make it kind of concrete. What what I tend to do a lot of is either one-to-one coaching for people Mm -hmm. who are um, either they've got a sort of sense that there's maybe more to life and, and, and specifically In a work context, you know, maybe they feel like they really want to rise above the overwhelm, the kind of daily stresses, feeling tired, constantly Mm -hmm. busy, just like in a hamster wheel, and they really want to find a way to feel more alive. Um, Yeah. And I guess that's a thriving bit of Thrivewise. It's like, how do you actually thrive in this complex kind of um, uncertain world rather than just surviving each day? So I do one-to-one coaching, group coaching, um, and I also run sort of webinars for people. And, and particularly during the pandemic, so many people, are, you know, just talking about being exhausted uh, mm-hmm. physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all, all the kind of energy zones, as I call them. So I've been doing a lot of work with helping people really kind of tune in to what they need and um, to kind of manage their energy rather than just managing their time. So I've been running what I call energy MOT sessions. Um, And I don't know if that translates to to US listeners, but, but here in the UK, we take our cars in for kind of annual MOTs. And it's like an annual check that you get to see You know, how, how how's the, does it, does it need any work? Does it need a retune? Um, And so it's almost a little bit like that, like checking in with our energy levels and what we really need and how we can create just small changes, small habits in our daily routines that will keep our energy topped up.
0: That's, that's so important because playing engine, we talk about playing engine. We've talked before. It's a day-to-day thing. Oh, I'm tired. I'm lacking energy today. How can I push through and still have a great day? Right. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So what what are you seeing people do to kind of manage their energy? Is it something that everybody can do? Is it something that's one on one that's kind of customizable for people? What does that look like?
1: Yeah. So when it comes to what works for people, I find that is quite an individualized thing. Like there isn't Mm. one prescription that's like do this X times a day and you'll be fine. Um, It is really about helping people, though, understand, first of all, how their energy ebbs and flows throughout the day. Because actually, we, we all have energy cycles. They've done lots of research now that kind of shows that we can achieve peak performance for around about like 90 minutes, maybe maximum two hours. And then naturally, our energy will dip. And if we don't do something then to recharge, if we just push ourselves through it, have that extra cup of coffee, you know, just keep on plowing through, we'll never actually regain that same focus and vitality and energy that we had and so it's about recognizing that we do need these regular short breaks and it doesn't need to be long five up to 20 minutes maybe can surprisingly do do quite a lot so it's about first of all tuning in so what are your earliest kind of little signs that you start to notice that your energy is taking a dip. And then it's it's really listening to the wisdom that, that we all have, yeah. this inner wisdom that kind of we know what to do. Um, and to be honest, it's about not being always goal directed. Yeah. And I struggled with this for a long time. You know, you want to tick things off, be productive, achieve stuff. And I think it's about recognizing that actually you're going to achieve so much more by taking those regular breaks Giving your mind chance to process things, to be creative, um, reduce the sort of cognitive overload, information overload, and and just kind of recalibrate um, so that we can continue. So, yeah, that is so key. That's it. That's really the the key. But what you do in those breaks will probably be quite personalised.
0: Right. That is so key. That is so key because, like you talked about before, you know, hey. In the old times, maybe in the 20th century, they talk about just grind. You got to keep going, you know, no days off, no time off. You got to keep going versus, hey, some breaks is actually good for your mental health, for your ability to actually reach peak performance uh, in those 90 minutes. So I love that. I love that advice for, for people to take. So that's so interesting because we talked about playing injured on a day to day basis, right? These day to day struggles. But we also have traumas that people face as well. Right. And I know early on in your life, you've had some trauma. Talk a little bit about that, the trauma that you faced and then how you the process of kind of getting over that. And we can we can kind of chat about how we did how you did that.
1: Yeah, sure. So for me, the there's certainly the biggest trauma that I experienced was um, on my gap year traveling with my best friend to australia so we're both 19 years old she she tragically lost her life she was murdered and something like that you know just so so traumatic so out of the blue so shocking um that just completely you know rocked my world and and changed really the 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 life course that i was on so for me coming through that that trauma i mean it took time of course um Mm -hmm. And when I think back, there, there, there's like a few moments that I can think about that, that made a big difference, actually. And funnily enough, one of them was to do with learning um, because I changed what I wanted to study at university as a result of that experience because I was suddenly asking really big questions about life and meaning and death and... Um, all sorts of things, really quite big, deep questions. And the course that I'd originally booked on didn't seem like it would, you know, kind of answer those questions. And I kind of, it would be easy. It would have been easy to sort of put a label on what I was experiencing, whether it's, you know, PTSD, something like that. Actually, I felt like, well, I'm sort of having normal reactions to a very abnormal situation. and. I needed to explore that in in a different way, so. I decided to and it was my mum actually that she found this course and thought I really think this would be great and it was philosophy Um, and I was going to take another year because I kind of thought you know I think I maybe need to take some time before I do this to to heal Um, and actually I met with the professor a lovely kind of like a caricature of like a wise professor basically and he said he'd also been through traumas in his life and he said you know The best thing you can do is keep moving. Don't stop. Keep moving. And so I actually just went ahead and and started that course. And that was just such good advice. Um, And it gave me three years of asking those big questions and and thinking things through. And I became really interested in this concept of resilience and well-being and thriving and also post-traumatic growth. (laughs) <laughs> and, and that is experienced a lot by people that also have PTSD. They will similarly ask big questions, re-evaluate what matters to them, um, value connections with people that they care about differently, and they will grow, they will change as a person. And I think that we can sometimes lose sight of that aspect. So right. that, I suppose, started quite, well, the journey that I'm on now, really, I suppose, Um really helping people understand that they can thrive in life in spite, certainly in spite of challenges and adversity, but sometimes because of as well. Right. So, yeah. Cause I sometimes think these big things can be catalysts for growth.
0: It can be, it can be. And so that was so important. That was key. What, what, what your professor told you is instead of just letting it stop you, right. Yeah. Or letting it go the other way, you could have, you know, got into uh, really bad habits, could have gotten to drinking. You could have just started to derail that path. But instead you asked these questions about how can I grow? You know, what is it about this life that I need to learn more about? And so you kept going on that path, which is, I think is how you got to who you are today. Talk about the three gifts technique. Right.
1: Ooh, the three gifts technique. That is yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that tool that you use to continue to go down that path of of growth, instead of letting it harm you, you grew from it by using that three tool technique. Talk about that and and how people can use that.
1: Yeah, sure. So so this came from um, the positive intelligence mental fitness program, which I offer either one to one or groups. Um, yeah. And basically what it is, is it's a way to shift in the moment, our mindset from what I call saboteur mode to sage mode. Um, And again, I can go into a little bit more about that, but essentially what the the technique is, is um, whatever you are finding at the moment, a, a struggle, a challenge, a stressor, let's say, basically it's reminding yourself that anything can be turned into a gift and mm. it's not the same as kind of like oh everything happens for a reason or false positivity it's not that but it's about saying that we can actually affect And and choose how it becomes a gift. And there's three gifts that it might become. So one of those gifts is called the gift of knowledge. So that is about learning as a result of an adversity or challenge. And that might be, you know, new insights about yourself, new insights about others, learning about life, learning a new skill. Who knows? But there's a gift of knowledge there, potentially, from any stressor or adversity. The, the second gift is the gift of power. And what that means is it's about you might grow a new personal quality or strength way of being, again, as a result of this challenge or adversity. So that is the gift of power. And then the final one is called the gift of inspired action. And and what that means is that you choose to do something as a direct result of what has happened. So you you choose to do something, put some good out there in the world that we might not have done had this difficult situation not occurred so my advice to people is is not to pick all three necessarily it's kind of to be curious and open to the possibility of of all three and then maybe really intentionally focus on one of those things to make it actually happen and real so that is the, the three gifts technique
0: that is so amazing. Like that, that was the first time I had ever heard of that. And it's just a really it breaks, it's a kind of a formula to kind of break down how yeah. we can continue to move forward. And I think you kind of did that naturally um, in terms of the the tool, the power of knowledge. What can I learn? Right. Absolutely. You did that very naturally. And then taking action on what you've learned um, those tools are so powerful. And I think people can really take those tools and use them in, in real life. Instead of, like you said, using the false positive of everything happens for a reason, like we hear, which, you know, necessarily, Hey, it mess it. might be true. might not be, but these are some tools that we can actually use. So you okay. talked about, uh, the sabotage uh, mode, sabotage or sage. Yes. <laughs> and talk about that. Cause we're either in one or the other.
1: That's exactly right, yeah. Um, and for me, it. it kind of really simplifies things because um, rather than, you know, there's, there's lots of advice out there, isn't there? We know seven steps to this and the 10 good habits of that. For me, it really simplifies personal development to know that we are either in one of these two modes, saboteur mode or sage mode. Mm-hmm. So sage mode is effectively us on a good day. Um, it's when we're feeling kind of just, you know, an, an ease with life and who we are. It's when we're naturally creative, we're naturally innovative, we naturally take the our wisest next step. You know, we're just kind of performing really well and feeling well. Um, and and actually, that is our natural state. And yet, we can we can lose access to that way of being because of saboteurs and and, and saboteurs and or sabotaging ways of thinking, if you like. It's it's almost like we all have, let's imagine as a metaphor, a pair of glasses that we see the world through. Like none of us experience the world exactly as it is, right? We've all got these kind of um, filters of perception, Um and they tend to come around in childhood, usually for a good reason. You know, it's, it's, it's things that tell us we need to do X to feel worthy. We need to do Y to feel safe in the world. And maybe we needed that at the time. And yet they can really kind of get in the way and actually self-sabotage our peace of mind, our performance, our relationships later in life. So basically, there were, there's always one master saboteur called the judge. And that is our judge of self, judge of mm-hmm. others, and, and judge of life, judge of circumstances. So, um, but that judge kind of enlists, if you like, its accomplice saboteurs. And there are different ones for different people. And uh, you can take assessments to find out the most common ways that that you might self sabotage. Uh, for me, one of mine is the hyperachiever. So again, just yeah. to kind of really make that real, I've got this really strong hyperachiever saboteur that tells me that basically I have to be productive all the time, you know, I have to fill every moment with things that are useful, um, let's say. And yeah, to an extent, you could say that's, that's maybe a positive trait. However, it can really get in the way of my well-being. Let's say, you know, I, I, I might choose not to take that break, actually, because mm-hmm. I have ticked off everything in my to-do list. And that's an example of how some of these saboteurs can actually get in the way. And they can also get in the way of relationships. So if I'm just yeah. super focused, like a really narrow focus on my goal, well, I might achieve that goal, actually. But what have I missed in the process? What, what kind of spontaneous moments of joy, connection, fun, play have I missed because right. I'm so focused on that goal? So it's about really just bringing those ways of thinking into focus, recognizing them and then doing something to shift into sage mode instead.
0: That is so amazing. And I was just reading today, actually, when I was reading, and it said that the human brain, right, um, it it absorbs negatively, uh, negative Mm.
1: experiences
0: and negativity, period, easy and a lot more easier than positive experiences. And it's so it's just crazy how these two experiences, either you're in one or the other. And so our mind naturally, because it's survival, you know, our ancestors were in survival mode and they had to have these kind of negative perceptions in order to survive. And so, you know, we're not going to be running into a bear anytime soon. So we need that <laughs> be not. a little bit more positive. <laughs> so talk about, um, positive intelligence in our, um, our PQ, um, Positive intelligence yeah, quotient. Absolutely. right? That so, was the first time I heard about it when I read your, your article on LinkedIn. Um, so we'd love to hear more about that.
1: Cool. Yeah. So to be honest, it, it was something that was new to me until um, last year, last summer. And I did myself the six week program. And absolutely, it was something that really got me through lockdown, actually, really, really helped. And it consolidated for me lots of stuff that I've kind of learned and practiced throughout the years. It just brings it all together in this really kind of fun and engaging Mm -hmm. and simple and practical format. So, um, and it uses the kind of saboteur and sage concepts, along with another one, which is called self-command. So basically, in order to access your sage mode and notice when you're in saboteur mode and and kind of do something about it you have to have self-command muscle if you like in your brain and a lot of us um don't you know often we do feel in that hamster wheel and we just go from thing to thing to thing and before we know it you know it's five o'clock and where is the day gone and we haven't you know we have these good intentions and then we're just not conscious enough often throughout the day to, to necessarily put them into practice or override some of these saboteur impulses. So, the six week positive intelligence program takes you through a really structured process to build up that self command muscle so that you can actually catch your saboteur in action before it, it does too much damage and then do something to shift into sage mode. And that something that you can do um, are called PQ reps. Yes. So, maybe your listeners have heard of obviously IQ and maybe even EQ—that's emotional intelligence—but PQ is a measure of your mental fitness or your positive intelligence. Um, and for me, that was that was a real revelation that we yeah. could measure that, and it's really well researched. And basically, these uh, PQ reps—you can imagine them a little bit like you, if you were trying to build up a muscle in your arm and doing these um, weightlifting reps. You, little and often, it's a similar concept. So PQ reps are just ten seconds mental exercises, if you like. And if you can, basically, there's a, an app that comes with the program which it, it gives you a mental fitness gym. So it guides you through different ways of doing this, and they use your senses. So it might be using touch. It could be one that I love, for example, uses sound, and you just pause for a moment. And for example, right now you could dip and just begin by focusing on what is the furthest away sound that you can hear right now? Mm. you do that and then you tune in. So and what's the closest sound that you can hear? And it might be your breathing, might be a door closing nearby maybe some voices, who knows, but it really just brings you into the present moment in quite a simple way. So there's lots of different ones like that, basically. And the research has shown that if you can do those reps for around about 15 minutes a day for six weeks, that really considerably rewires some of your neural pathways that a link to self-sabotaging and you can really kind of massively boost your mental fitness in six weeks with just 15 minutes of practice a day. And those 15 minutes can be spread out, you know, two minutes here, two minutes there, it doesn't matter. So it can literally fit into even the busiest person's life. So So that's that's what appeals to me about it. Really? It's really practical.
0: That is so amazing because a lot of people think about meditation yeah. Um, and breath work. And th- yeah. this is the best way to start, you know, yes. by just focusing on your senses. And it does focus, make you, you know, focus on the present moment.
1: That's right. You, That's you, right. you know,
0: you, you probably focus on your smell. What do you smell right now? What do you see? Yeah. And I was just sitting here. I'm like, OK, I'm thinking about the farthest. Even while I was sitting here talking to you, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to hear something outside. And it's just bringing me to the present moment and making me here right now instead of focusing on. What I have to do in an hour, what did I not get done during the day? It keeps me here right now and focus on the conversation. That is so, that is so amazing. So, and I guess we can end on this, right? Through, through those six weeks and different things that you've done, how have you seen yourself improve? How can people judge their improvement Mm -hmm. on if they are getting more mentally fit? Um, what have you seen, it's like, wow, I'm a lot better at this now.
1: That's a good question. So probably it's different for different people. For me, it's about my recovery time, I think. Mm. So, because we're always going to get triggered unless maybe you're like know, <laughs> the, the Buddha or something like that. Like, I'm afraid <laughs> I've not reached those standards just yet. However, what I have noticed is the same things that I might have dwelled on that might have kept me awake at three in the morning. Um Really, I would have replayed maybe the same difficult meeting or frustrating conversation again and again and again. I feel like I can feel the initial sort of um, reaction to that, whether it's frustration, something like that. But I don't stay there for as long. So I can bounce back, if you like, much, much more quickly. And a brilliant metaphor that actually comes from the programme is this idea of, of putting your hands on a hot stove Like actually, if you put your hand on a hot stove and it hurts and you feel that pain, that's good because you need to something to let you know to take action. Right. So you need to move Mm. your hand off that hot stove. Um, But what you don't want to do is keep your hand there any longer than necessary to give you that alert signal. And I guess that's what maybe I was doing before, was the equivalent of keeping my hand on the hot stove when it was no longer helpful for for me. So I think that's probably been the biggest change. And I think, because one of the SAGE, there's different SAGE techniques as well, and there's sort of visualisations and embodiment things that you can do for really getting into sage mode and for me it's been the laser focused action one of those that I found really helpful so instead of Trying to work on ten things at once, I've really tuned into that one big thing that I really want to make a difference on, and really go for that, double down on that one, and yeah, not get so distracted by the ten other things I could also be doing. So yeah, that's been some of the biggest changes I think so far, and we'll see. It's it's a life's work. This I think,
0: and I mean it makes sense. You you know you're very goal oriented, high achiever, so. Focusing on a bunch of things at one time is tough. You know, you want to get all this done in one day. Just focus on one thing at a time. It it helps you get into that flow state or that state, sage state that we talked about. And then um, that bounce back time. Right. If you don't get done what you wanted to. Now you feel guilty, maybe. Um, And you have to have that bounce back time to say, hey, I didn't get that done today, but let's do it tomorrow. Let's get it done. Let's not miss twice. So that bounce back time is so important. Um, and for me, that's something that I feel like I can always work on. I think we can, like you said, it's a life's journey. Yes. So mental fitness is a life's journey, just like physical fitness. Um, and like you said, Hey, if we're going to do a 10,000 steps for our health, for our fitness, uh, we need to do something for our mind. So I appreciate you adding so much value, uh, to the podcast. You are very impressive. And very powerful in what you speak about in the mind, because this is where people need to start. We hear so much about, hey, you know, be a millionaire and whatever the case may be. But this is like the anchor to life is our mind and our mental fitness. Um, And there's so many things that you share um, that just add a lot of value to people. So I really appreciate appreciate you
1: saying that. Thank you. Thank you. No, I think it's about, yeah, aim high, but also enjoy the journey. Otherwise, yes. you know, where are we, where are we, what are we racing for? What's the end goal? Actually, it's about our day-to-day experience as well. So,
0: Without a doubt. So where can people find you? Where Where can people get in touch with you um, yep. and so, continue to follow your journey?
1: Of course. So, so probably the best place is, is my website, which um, is www.thrivewise.co.uk. And if you go to the mental fitness program tab, that's where you can find much more details about the six week program. If that is interesting to to listeners. Um, And it also has links to my social media as well. So, yeah, kind of LinkedIn and Twitter and always lovely to to connect to like minded people. So, yeah, that's probably the best place to to find me.
0: Without a doubt. And I'm definitely going to to put that in our footnotes, along with that uh, LinkedIn article that you wrote. And you also have the, the the link to your program in the article as well, where people can That's go right. to. Um, right. I really encourage people to go and, and read the article because it is amazing. And I think it is paradigm shift worthy of reading to, to help you understand, hey, how can you help, you know, take that next step in your mental fitness journey? Um, and connect with Sarah. Uh, she 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 has some very great content. So, Sarah, I appreciate you coming on. And um, I know it's a crazy time for you, but I know your mental fitness journey and what you do, you you'll get through it like nobody else. So, uh, <laughs> I I appreciate you taking the time to 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 oh. to, to chat with with me and oh. my audience today.
1: Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, and thanks for inviting me on here. I've really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at FiveFootStudios.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at FiveFootStudios. Our music is by Lakey Inspired. Go ahead, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And click the five stars to give us a rating. And most importantly, keep playing it. Enjoy-